know. Get my fucking head in the game. Got it. They got it again. Can you repeat that? Oh, I just said got it when you hit recording uh, I, started. No, I know what you said. I needed to make sure that it was actually picking your audio up and everything. It's been weird the last couple of times and hadn't been oh. picking everything up when I first opened it. So I had to make sure. That's why. I heard you. I just needed you to say something. I'm like, huh? Welcome to Beerfield. I am your host, Chris Hopper, at Beerfield Hop, with TPs. Joined by at Ryan Miner underscore FFB, Ryan Miner. Dan Thurry will be joining us a little bit later on, I believe. Wasn't it trivia tonight? I We honestly forgot he was going to be late, but then it, thought maybe we remembered it, because that's how much attention we pay. I think it was some final thing, but then I don't remember, because there was times where he said, I'm going to be late for trivia, but I don't remember if that was like, Last week or first from three months ago. So if you're wondering how much attention we pay when Dan talks, neither one of us have a damn idea <laughs> what he said, other than I think he might have said he was going to be late and it might have been related to trivia. So we'll figure that out here in a little bit. Um, Yeah, aside from that, uh, we got news for you. We're going to talk news. Well, it's a lot of news and a lot of rumor stuff. And take a look at a couple quarterbacks that, are worth the deeper dive just on their overall season from a dynasty perspective. And then uh, talk a little bit about this week as a lot of you are probably driving towards uh, either a playoff berth or not a playoff berth. Um, if you're not clinched, this is like the week for everybody that's on the fringe. If you're, if you're not clinched, then you're either fighting for seating or you're fighting for a spot unless you're eliminated. I think those are all the options. Either yeah, way, or the gonna- fun part. You can do the fun way of trying to say, hmm, do I really want to win this week? Because if I don't win, I can act this person out. But I'm in anyways. There's going to be a lot of decisions to be made. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of, you know, you got to have a win at this stage. Uh, this is also, and I'll celebrate this again when Dan is here, uh, not really a somber moment for me because I'm actually happy about this. This is the last fantasy football regular season episode of this podcast. I know it seems like it's been forever this season, but it really hasn't been. Seems like that every season, but we are we're at the end of the regular season grind and we'll be in playoffs, fantasy football playoffs anyway, before we know it, uh, because that's next week. But until then, till we get there, drink a beer or something. What's fueling beer fueled? Ryan, what do you got? I have three Scrooges uh, Winter Ale today. Oh. It's by Griffin Claw. Nice. Yeah. I like the name first and foremost, but also I'm, I'm That's proud not an of IPA you. It's me. not an IPA. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know when I was going to do it. You're like, oh, he won't do it next week. Well, the Trust world's... me, I had, a, I had a six pack of IPA in my hand when I was at the yeah uh party store 
here we call it party stores in Michigan, but most of you guys call it liquor stores. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was world, like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm gonna change it up. World's flipped upside down. I was after IPAs yesterday, but probably because I drank a lot of mediocre ones the day before, and I'm like, Jesus, give me some hops. Like after wanting hops for an entire night, I'm just like, give me some fucking hops. Anyway. Oh um, yeah. Can't say too much about that. Um Right on. I am also drinking a winter beer because like we talked about last week, there's about a bajillion different variants of these because you can throw spices in any beer and call it a winter beer. Um, so I am drinking Holodots, which is from Toppling Goliath Brewing Company. I believe they are out of Chicago, which is a cranberry apple cinnamon lager. So uh, uh, Decorah, Iowa, my bad. Sorry about that. You guys actually probably hate that I said Chicago. They're out of Decorah, Iowa. Um, yeah, this is their classic Dorothy's Lager with cranberry apples and cinnamon for a delicious holiday treat. Unfiltered, sediments normal. So uh, more on that about halfway through the episode. bottom up on my notes because the more fun stuff is at the top give dan some time to show up um kenny pickett had ankle surgery on his high ankle sprain mitch trubisky is starting the next two to four weeks and the Steelers look the same yeah that's that's exactly it. it's like okay great and so what changes absolutely nothing um you know it's not it's just pretty lateral for from one quarterback to the other there. Not ideally what you want, but pretty lateral. So, yeah, just treat him the same you have been. Titans punter Ryan Stonehouse uh, also having season-ending knee surgery after having two kicks. He had a terrible day. Two kicks blocked and a season-ending injury. Yeah, that's not cool. Not cool at all. Not a good day for a punter. Never it is. Nope. And he did give some fun moments with Nick Folk punting and Tannehill, I'm going to go back to holding for the first time since he was in Miami, but in any event, people don't realize how hard that is. Like Punting? No, well, being a holder. Oh, I was going to say, punting is even harder than people think. It's like, oh, you just kick a football. It's like, no. Try being a soccer player and kick a football and let's see how well it goes. (laughs) Very very few people can actually really do it. Yeah, and very few people realize that as a holder, like, it's so much more than just catch the ball and spin the laces out. There's a lot of particulars into the angle of the ball and how high that needs to be. And, you know, it, and how you catch it. A lot of it's on the long slapper, but yeah, how you catch it, the angle that needs to be at every kicker prefers it a little bit different. So you got to have that type of relationship. So changing that out can throw your, your kicker rhythm off a bit. And we saw that on their first field goal after that. So um, punters are normally holders for their teams. So watch the Titans kicking game i guess i don't know it's punter news i'm obligated to talk about it kickers matter yeah tank dell broke his fibula underwent season ending surgery um solid rookie year for tank it was beyond solid rookie year it's not it wasn't just tank but i think he definitely helped cj stroud out a lot i think so so i'm curious to see what's going to happen this weekend with stroud without tank dell yeah now, Nico Collins did have a huge game, so that 
that's good that Nico's there and we've seen Noah Brown have some really big games. Um, so it's not like the, the Texans are without depth or rapport there. They do have a tough matchup against the Jets this week, though. And Dalton Schultz is back, possibly. Yes, and Dalton Schultz is possibly back. So maybe not the best litmus test this week against the Jets secondary. Uh, Bill's up in the 21-day window on Dawson Knox practicing, so he is on his way back and will probably reserve split duties with Dalton Kincaid. Darren Waller hopes to return for week 15, uh, so preemptive notice if he is out there. Uh, Dallas Goddard practicing in full for week 14 should be back this week. That is awesome news, especially for someone like me because I had Trey McBride because I picked him up because of uh, Dallas Gardner and who was the other guy? Darren Waller going down. Yeah. So I was like, and, oh, man, I have no one for buys this week. And our uh, waiver wire ended last week. So really? I was praying that he'd come back this week. Yeah. Yeah, they shut down the waiver wire a week before playoff start. Wow. That's unique, but sounds kind of fun. But yeah, Derek Carr, um, or sorry, Dallas Goddard, uh, might be good news for Jalen Hurts too in the run game. So just some things. Philly's been a little out of sync the last couple weeks, so especially last week. So hopefully getting Goddard back helps set that a little bit more right. Derek Carr practicing despite a concussion, a rib injury, and a shoulder injury. So maybe Jameis, maybe not. Um, he's got a clear concussion protocol. And that seems to me that this year, last year, it kind of felt like concussions were a one-week thing. I don't think anything changed with the protocol, but it seems like this year we've seen a lot of guys where concussions have been there missing at least a week. Yes, I've been noticing that too. Instead of last year. So I'm kind of like, hoping that. Go ahead. I'll say I hope he does miss it just because I just want to see Winston play. I'm I see- watching, you know. Throw back Jameis Winston and saying just fuck it down there somewhere. Yeah, I want to see him play too. And it's the second concussion of the year. So he shouldn't I don't feel he should come back same week given that, but And his shoulder screwed up still. Yeah, like Jameis is will be fine. He had a couple amazing throws last week. One perfectly timed deflection, which I I know he drew it up that way. But you don't lose a lot from going from Derek Carter to Jameis Winston if you're Chris Olave or or Camara or anything here either. You're gonna actually probably end up with some deeper targets. So Yeah. Even Taysom Hill. Yeah, we saw Olave go up over hundred yards last week for the first time in what feels like forever. So not terrible news. Justin Jefferson back on track to return for his starting Joshua Dobbs. He was in question as a starter. So Vikings earlier in this or last week on their bye, so we didn't really talk about it. Had you know discussions over which guy was going to start and you know who was going to be the hot hand, and turns out it is going to be Josh Dobbs, but probably a short leash. I don't know because like it, they seem like they're dragged their feet on it because especially like for like waiver wire reasons, like we didn't hear anything Monday, we didn't hear anything. Tuesday, when you hear anything to like early Wednesday about it. No, we didn't hear anything about that Dang. starting wise, but if they were that on the fence, if he comes out and has a stinker of a first half, they could 
that's a situation to monitor where they could end up making a mid-game change. So I don't know why. Billy well, Zappi third touchdown right now. Really? Yeah, he just threw another one. Huh. He's gonna make Hunter me win Henry. Some, he's gonna have me win somewhere. I don't want to win. Just you might lose the first overall pick in uh the listener league. I might. Well, Nick has my first round pick. Oh, does he? Yeah. So I'm not even like tanking for me. I was just accumulating. Because I'm like, well, now's the time. But yeah. So yeah, it's just helping Nick get a better pick. He doesn't really need it. But here we are. So what happens when you misplay your hand so badly in such a deep league that you know, you're to rebuild, you're going to be destined for multiple years. And there's just yeah, no so it's not such thing as a two to three year rebuild. Not in that league. All right. Uh, Justin Jefferson, and I already talked about that. Robbie Gold retired from the NFL after 16 seasons. So he's a Bears fan. Um, best of luck in retirement. Really, really good player for us for a really, really long time. And then had almost a full second career with the 49ers. So good for him. Yeah, absolutely good for him. Mari Cooper's in concussion protocol. Uh, yeah, but they don't even know who's starting this week either. They're not committing to Joe Flacco. DTR still in concu- is still concussed. Mari Cooper's in concussion protocol. Like Elijah Moore's flash, but are the Browns a total avoid in the passing game now? Or four? Yeah, right I have I have no love for them unless it's like Elijah Moore and, and or David Njoku right now. But even then, like, you know, you'll get David Njoku doing good. Then next thing you know, it's, it's a stinker the next game. So it's to me, I just call that the tight end position. Yeah. But with Elijah Moore, somebody will have to step up and catch passes, but could be him, could be Cedric Tillman. You know, we've seen a little bit more out of Moore, but it's not, you know, Cooper's in question one there. So it's not good, especially when you're playing with the corpse of Joe Flacco and DTR to you know, be in that situation. So uh, be weary if you have Amari Cooper, if you're looking for fill-ins, um, maybe look elsewhere. Who do they have? They're the Jags. It's not a bad defensive matchup. Look at Elijah Moore. Uh, Hayden Hurst is dealing with post-traumatic amnesia following a concussion earlier in the year. Uh, he's returning to practice on a limited fashion, though. So that... Seems like something you shouldn't fuck around with. You you would not think so. Why would you fuck around with it? But especially this late in the season. Right. And do you play for the Panthers? I don't know. You aren't exactly paying for anything. Why? Like you're having memory issues because you've been hit too many times. Like probably shouldn't be playing. Well that, that he's already out. Hmm. He's practicing. They're they're saying he's really. Yeah, I they said he was out. No, I just pulled from Roto World right before we sat down to record. On the same day as Dad announced he had post traumatic amnesia, he was practicing. So maybe he's ruled out for this week already, but he was practicing. That doesn't mean he won't try to come back this year. Oh, I would. I'd be like, you know, if I'm having that, I can't remember what's going on around me. Don't just don't let me play. Yeah. Yep. That's that's what you'd hope. This is like choose your health, man. 
but best yeah, of luck to him. Exactly. Trevor Lawrence practiced Thursday with uh, an aid that, with the aid of a brace, essentially spanning his entire leg. It's a high ankle sprain for Lawrence. They are not officially ruling him out. Uh, so let's talk about this for a second. Should he play? Shouldn't he play? If he plays, what's the impact? How much can you expect? If CJ Bethard plays, what's that do to the offense? Uh, also, also, by the way, Christian Kirk has a core injury that requires surgery. Uh, Parker Washington slid into his spot going six for 61 and one. So a lot to break down with the Jags. Let's start with does Trevor Lawrence play? Yes. You think he does? Or he's he's in, he, he's in push so hard to play, but do I, do I start him this week? I don't have the confidence to start him as of right now. Yeah. And personally, I think you shouldn't play. I think that if you're feeling that good about playing CJ, Bethard is not, the worst backup in this game does not figure to be high scoring going up against a Cleveland team. That's also potentially, well, definitely missing their starter and potentially missing their number one wide receiver and their number one running back. This is a game that you could win with CJ Bethard starting. So I don't know that you try to push, push Lawrence back here, risk him being hurt worse or long run into the playoffs. If you're the coaching staff, give him another week to get it right. Because if he's not mobile with Cam Robinson being on the shelf, if he's not mobile, you don't need him back there being a sitting duck. No, absolutely not. And plus, you know, they use him as their franchise quarterback. So why do you want to put him on the field? But then you look at their schedule at the same time and what the rankings are, they need it to boost him up into it. Because I think, who was it that just jumped him? From that loss, because that loss to the Bengals, I think, dropped him down below. I had it open before my computer crashed, as always. Uh, uh, standings, I got it. So no, they are still they're still a game up on the Colts right now. Still crash. So they're still a game up on the Colts, and let's see. So they're game up on the Colts, and they have. Do they beat the Colts this year? Have they played yet this year? Because they're not in position to challenge for a bye, I don't think. Let's see. Maybe that's, that's what I was looking at when I was trying to figure it out. Let's see. Um, but I think also Kansas City losing helped them. So they there's one game there. So yeah. So the Jaguars are 2-0 against Colts. So they effectively have two games in hand over the Colts on the division. Um, the Ravens jumped them in the overall standings. And the number one seed is not out of the question, but they essentially have two games in hand over the Colts by virtue of the tiebreaker. Maybe that's what I was looking at because they have the overall record. If they, if they would have won, they would have actually been yeah tied for first. Yeah, that put the the Ravens and the Dolphins ahead of them record wise, and puts them tied with the Chiefs. And I don't know how the tiebreakers stack up there. 
But it's not that they don't have a shot at the number one seed, but it's dwindling. If you get your guy hurt worse, you're going to be hurt more into the playoffs where you've got a couple games in hand over the Colts. There's significantly less danger of falling out of the playoffs in general than you are. Uh, I mean, they're really not in danger of falling out of the playoffs too badly. No, I mean, they're one game ahead of the Colts and the Texans. I mean, the and well, they got the Texans that. play the Colts, so that should that should be a good game. That should be... no, they don't. No, they don't. Am I right? Mm, Sorry, no, I'm, like, they... I'm like losing it. Not this week, but do they have? Let's see. Do they have games in hand on the Texans? All right, no. Right. So Houston's playing the Jets. That's right. Yeah, Houston's playing the Jets. Um, Indianapolis the... is playing the the Bengals. And they're one and one against the Texans, so it goes to like strength of schedule and stuff after that. So I don't I don't know how that I'd imagine the Jaguars have a tougher strength of the schedule as division winners than the Texans do. So yes. Yeah, as Texans yeah. had like won the top pick. So so I, I believe Jacksonville holds holds um tiebreakers the first over place both the Colts and the Texans. Yeah. And yeah, I'm pretty sure they hold tiebreakers over both of them. So they are still in play for the number one seed with they got a not easy schedule left, though. They've got Cleveland this week and then the well, actually, their schedule isn't bad. The really only bad game left is against the Ravens. Everything points looking at this strategy wise to where they should just sit him and roll with CJ Pathard, in my opinion. Just let him heal. Let let it give him another week at least, so that he's not a total sitting duck. And roll with CJ Bethard in this one, and I think that because the risk is worth way more than the reward here. I think. Yeah, because then after that they have the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and then the Titans. Yeah, which should be three winnable games. Yeah, so yeah, they could go four and one. And they could win this one with Bethard too. I don't think that that's out of the question. So, yeah, and the, yeah, the Ravens game. So why not just hold them up for two weeks and then put it back out there Christmas Eve? They could, and that might not be a bad idea. No. But it also depends. On you hold what... them out. You hold them out this week, and then if you win, you have the option to hold them out next week too. Yeah, and it sucks too because they have a one o'clock game, so it's not like they can say like, "Oh, well, let's just see." what the Chiefs are going to do or the Broncos are going to do to figure out what we want to do. Yeah. Or it's me Ravens or anything like that. Talking Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, about the injury and looking for replacements. About the injury and should he play because they're not ruling him out and he's practicing with a full leg brace. It's a full (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. I mean, with them being in playoff contention and them, you know, competing with, Houston and Indy, maybe they hold the time. So this is what we just went through. So let me just get you up to speed here. Yeah. Yep. So they were passed by the Ravens and the Dolphins in the race for the number one seed. They're tied for the Chiefs. I don't know what the tiebreakers are there. They are two and zero against Indy this week, head to head, and have the stronger strength of schedule than the Texans. So they're a game up on both of them and have the tiebreaker on both of them. I think it's them having contention for the number one seed. I think it's what's going to probably keep them. Is it the right decision? I mean, we saw what, what happened to Cleveland when they wouldn't rest Baker. Yeah. 
right? That's... It, it, it just kind of went downhill. I, mean, I know that was upper body injury, but. Yeah. And what I had came to is that you don't play him this week because I think Bethard can beat Flacco or DTR. At least come close to it, right? It's going to be an ugly game. Browns have, you know, elite defense too. So, I mean, they should, right? In theory? In theory, yeah. yes. It's not like Lawrence is lighting the world up either. It's not like he's right. Like they can, and he's going to be a fucking know. sitting duck against that elite defense. He's not going to have any mobility if he does play. So be a lot of uh, a lot of ETN and which, if you're just going to game plan around ETN, why risk Lawrence yeah. for next week against Baltimore? Or if you win, you know you're in a, a di- totally different win anyway. You're in a totally different discussion, but. You know, if Baltimore is one of the teams that you're chasing, why risk getting him more hurt this week? Because if you win, you can put yourself back on the same plate to the same record as Baltimore. And you got a shot at getting the tiebreaker over him next week. Yeah. 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 So, and I'll also have to put the authority here for me. Um, and with Kirk out, I mean, that makes Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram instant starts. But I want to talk about. Um, the rookie wide receiver there. Uh, they also had a really, really good game. Uh, by the way, your camera is like stuck in a perpetual loop, so it looks like you're just fucking tweaking right now for me. Me? Yeah. Oh. Really? I'm showing yeah. myself fine. Yeah. I'm, Dan looks fine to me, too. Uh-oh. Well, you know, the only one that matters is me because I'm the one screaming it, right? I was going to say, let's go check the uh, let's go check the board. Oh, here. I can tell you exactly what the board says because I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah. It just right? looks like I'm constantly saying no. Right. So <laughs> to whatever just, you're saying, I'm saying no. Just stop. Are you sure it's not the ceiling fan in your basement? Just stop and restart the camera real quick. I think it's a ceiling fan in your basement. It's not. Is that a ceiling fan or no? It is a ceiling fan. I can see the shadow of it. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that's better. No. Okay. I I don't see any difference, Dan. It looks the same to me. Oh, thanks, boo. Hey, if you want to start (laughs) streaming the fucking show, then you can, your opinion can matter on that. But since you're not doing it, shut the hell up. Your opinion doesn't mean anything. Hey, listen here. It does mean something because I changed my beer. New beer, new me. Are you not drinking an IPA tonight? I am not. not. Oh man, I am yeah. totally drinking a red ale, so I'm totally drinking an IP. I'm drinking a version of a of a pale ale. What are you drinking? Cryptic. Cryptics. Galloping ghost. Galloping okay. ghost. Red ale. This used to be uh, one of my favorite beers. They have. This is known to have. It's gone through multiple, I think, versions. Whatever hops they used in this bill, it's just not as good this year. It's a uh, heavy turpine and and grapefruit, like super heavy, heavy citrus, Gross. like tangerine almost. It's just a little too much. I mean, which is, you know, red ales can mean so many different things too, like to people. It's you know, Mulford and shit like that. But you know, you get breweries like Triptych, and you know. Into some around the Midwest here that have been known for hazies, they do a red L is generally on the on like the juicier end. I mean, you can definitely get them all. That's what makes a red L red L, but 
Yeah. All right. So Triptych Scalping Ghost right now. Nice. We'll get a review from you here shortly. Figure out what other name because uh, because uh, it used to be a different name too. Yeah, I don't. They've gone back and forth with Galloping Ghost, so I don't remember what it was, but I know what you're talking about. Untapped probabilities. Um. So the other thing I want to talk about with Jacksonville before, before we move on, Parker Washington six for sixty one and one. Uh, in Christian Kirk's absence, speculative ad worth an ad. Kirk's about to have core surgery and probably miss the rest of the season here. All I heard was blah, blah, blah. blah uh, 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 yeah, you were breaking up there. Was yeah, that? Big time. And now you're... Actually, you're, whole, you're, you're frozen solid. Great. You're not really frozen yeah. anymore. It's like you're trying to break from your freeze. Yeah. Do you want to build a snowman? Yes, you're... Got the drop in FPS. Uh-oh. No, you're good. Just wait. Oh, seven. <laughs> okay, that comes through loud and clear. Yeah, that was, that was great. That better? Yes. For now. Okay, cool. Parker Washington, six for 61 and one in the absence of Christian Kerr or the speculative ad. In deep leagues, yes. Yeah, if you're getting no Trevor Lawrence against this defense, probably he you can add him to stash if Chris missed time and Lawrence is back. You know, if he misses this week back next week. I probably still wouldn't play him this week. I don't like the matchup and if Lawrence is, is banged up. No, not the it, matchup, might, but if he comes out there yeah. and has a good game, that's why it's preemptive. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those scenes that you really want to trust the final week of your regular season. Parker no. Washington. No, it's one of those things. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those. That's a great that though. It's great to say though. Yeah, it's one of those things. Would that I want because I have a team that's very weak at wide receiver that's in the playoffs and the strength of running backs, and I'm looking for solutions still. I would. I yeah. It sounds like Curry's going to miss multiple weeks. So yeah, that's that's why I speculative added him because you know I'm in a situation where. Hollywood Brown's been total trash and Amari Cooper's hurt and Drake London's been very iffy. And so I'm just looking for anything to hit. Uh, Brees Hall, two days well, in, not practicing. Tomorrow next week. What's that? I said they get, I was going back to Jacksonville. Oh, they get Baltimore, Baltimore next, next week. week and then Tampa Bay. So they finish on Tampa Bay and Carolina. So yes. goodish matchups, not great in terms of potential scoring output, but yeah. Sorry, Breesall. Uh two days in, not practicing, but Fridays are the important days. Keep that in mind. It'll be Dalvin Cook if Brees can't go. He's having a down year anyway. <laughs> the whole fucking Jets team's having a down year. Hey, speaking Jesus of the Jets, Christ. Zach Wilson's back at quarterback. Uh, they've also Tim Boyle, and this is a giant. I hope this is just a giant fuck you to the media and everybody else from Robert Sala. And it's like, I hope he gets fired, dude. I say, I I should not say. I hope that's a very rude thing to say, but I don't, I don't know why. Like they went all in on Rodgers and it didn't work, and 
people are going to fault the defense. So, fine. People are going to fault him for the quarterback for not changing quarterbacks, but then he finally did. And they were even more dog shit. So maybe there was a reason he wasn't changing quarterbacks. I don't know. Maybe go off. I mean, sure. Not on him solely, but the fact that he has no say in trying to push for another quarterback, any other quarterback that's free, you know, Dobbs won two fucking games with the Vikings for no fucking, for no, like it's on not a worse roster. It's not, I'm not, doesn't have any yeah. say, but they had no, no cap flexibility. And I mean, they the also have, they, yeah. they also have a GM in place, right? Yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. He should have the GM. Sure. The GM should be also be at fault, probably more at fault for not being aggressive with this, but solid's going to have say, who a starting quarterback is. And the fact that you rode with Zach Wilson for that long because on a team that was trying to get Rogers to come back this year. He has saying we're getting it done with Wilson. I, he I has just saying who the whole he, thing that makes sense to me. He has saying who is starting quarterback is he doesn't have, he may not have saying who's on the roster with the GM in place. And if it turns out and what I think this is telling us is that Zach Wilson was the best option he had absent Aaron Rodgers. And he's kind of doing what he can with what he got. If the GM isn't putting something else in place, and you're right, maybe did he push behind closed doors? Do we know what happened between him and the GM? No, not a damn one of us do. There hasn't been any reports on it, but the GM's responsible for the roster. The coach is responsible for the on-field product. This, I think, is almost vindicating because of how bad Trevor Simeon and Tim Boyle were that they went back oh, yeah, yeah, to Zach yeah. Wilson. It's like, okay, <laughs> he was doing the best that he could with the roster. What he, he had. had. Yeah. I get that. With your, I get with that. With the no offensive line. I get that. With no offensive line, one of the right. best defenses in football and a decent collection of playmakers. Fine. Fine. Sure. Fine. I, I'll give him a very, very small pass for that. But if you it got took another him a very long time to change that quarterback. And then I and you, you would think that he would have advocated for something if unless he truly thought that Wilson was the best option they had sans all the available quarterbacks in free agency or whatever well, would happen with trades. It's just you don't again, know you don't know that he we, didn't. We right? don't know what they thought. I mean, maybe they were you know, super high on him, but it's just maybe he did. just went with him in the first place and stayed with him instead yeah. of going to Tim Boyle. Maybe he I didn't mean, that maybe was the, fuck the media. Maybe he did advocate and got told no. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, then we'll find maybe out. Maybe he'll want to leave that. <laughs> He's like, oh, good, fire thing. me, please. Maybe he'll want to leave. Someone's getting fired. I just wouldn't be surprised <laughs> oh, if it's God. the GM. GM I do agree with the GM. The GM probably will get a pass. They'll both get passes for Rodgers' injuries. Like he, They're both not getting fired. But you shouldn't they're, get a pass get for Rodgers' injuries because going all in on Rodgers is the reason you're in this situation. And, and the not, like... Wilson wasn't a rookie that we've never seen before. Like to not have a more confident, like Bad. we've seen two years of of very little, you know, progression from Zach Wilson. Like was, outside of like the Chiefs game was the only good game he had this year. Yeah, and they spent a fuckload of money to load it up with oh, with Rogers pundits. And oh. guess what? What do we the know GM about should, the, the GM should get fired? <laughs> the, the, oh yeah, that's what we're down to. I agree with that. The GM should probably get fired. But what do we know about the offensive Andy? line? What do you know about Nathaniel Hackett? Hackett, right? What he do we fucking know about loves Nathaniel me. Hackett. He sucks. He's uh, tether the Rogers. Yeah, he sucks without Rogers because Rogers will just call plays himself. Not a good OC, right? No, it's like Josh McDaniels leaving like New England. <laughs> yeah, not a good, not a good OC. 
So you're going to blame the awesome offensive woes on the defensive head coach for getting saddled with an OC he was probably told to put there? It just sounds like a whole fucking situation. It sounds like a New York Jets situation. It is. No, that's exactly what it is. This is what you get for calling your team name based off of a city that you don't even that you don't even play in. Well, they did. How about a state you don't even fucking play in? They play in New Jersey. They do play in Jersey. So the Giants. Nobody wants. That's what they get. Nobody wants to. No New York team is Buffalo. Buffalo, and then they're like, ah, we're not New York. We're Buffalo. Nobody. (laughs) Nobody wants to claim Northern. Yeah, we get snow here. Nobody wants Jersey. Not even Kevin Smith. Nope. <laughs> uh, Terod Taylor back, keeping it in New Jersey. Terod Taylor's back at practice. Tommy DeVito is going to continue to start for the Giants, though. So, Mama's chicken cutlets still holding her down. What a, what a great story. Just every bro's dream. Just, just every bro's dream of living at home. Your mom literally does everything for you. And you're playing. You just walk NFL, out the door. Making, playing in the NFL. You're playing in the NFL. He's probably not making that much more. <laughs> He's probably not making that. He's making a lot more than us. Let's I mean, just say that. Yeah, it's yeah. making more than us. Hold but on, he's probably not. You know, he's probably making rookie minimum, which has got to be. I can tell you. Hold on. Was he drafted or was he on? He was undrafted. He was a UDFA. He actually might get more money. He'll have a shorter contract, but he might get. He's more money. making three quarters of a million. You know, we'll take that. Yeah, three, do that. Like he's got no. He's got no bills. Mom probably takes care of it. I'm sure right. he pays. I'm sure he does pay. He feels like a guy that would pay, and his mom would just like give him the money back later. Yeah, original contract was he's... for 155000 with a $3,000 signing bonus. Look at him. Look at our, 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 our Italian Salian Jr. over there. Which, actually, you really can't live in New York in 155 k <laughs> no. It's probably white with... Plus, you know, that Italian lifestyle is very much family. It's true. It's like real life fast and furious. All yeah. about family. Three quarter of a million for him. So probably prorated too. From when they had to sign. I would do that. I'd be a backup quarterback for three quarter of a million. I would do a lot of things. Sign me up now. Quarter of a million a year. <laughs> All right, Dan. I was hoping you'd get here for this one. Doug McDermott. Dude, Nick and I were talking about this. You guys think you're talking about it on the podcast? <laughs> like, you'd think we wouldn't? Yeah. Doug McDermott. So, Sean McDermott? Two, Sean McDermott. Doug McDermott. Doug, who's Doug, 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 Doug McDermott sounds like a real person, though. You know it's who Doug McDermott is? Sure no, no, it is. You know who Doug it's McDermott Doug. is? Doug you know who Doug is? It's like a cartoon. Is that Doug? In, no, NBA. From Doug? NBA. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. Uh, former you, yes. Creighton shooting guard. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. That's who Doug McDermott is. No Dougie wonder the buckets. Sean McDermott. Dougie buckets. That's uh, right. Nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Doug McDermott. After reals. Yeah, you don't want to be tethered to this, probably. So. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. Want to be tied to this. Sean McDermott. Um. Yeah, so two things came out, and both are just a little bit weird. Uh, The first one was, I kind of get his point. I understand where he was going with this, but... It's just a really bad fucking reference. Really bad way to make it, but I understand what he was doing. Uh, Says that the 9-11 terrorists were a good example of teamwork because of how well they 
coordinated together and how they had to remove roadblocks to get done what they got done. And, you know, that that was a, a perfect example of teamwork, how that went down. And honestly, I mean, can you say it wasn't? You can say I don't know how was, many. Uh, it was absolutely terrible. Like, obviously, we lived through it. Like, traumas that and unspeakable yeah, things that yeah, people yeah, never yeah. recover from. But is he wrong? Deaf. But is he? But is he wrong? But to pull the wool over on the layers of security that were in place then, um, and coordinate it definitely that changed much of an effort. The way that they, yeah, yeah, I think it definitely changed the airport security. You know, Airport oh, for security sure. for the future. Yeah, I'm not depending for the rest of eternity. No, no, no. I mean that's like it's... like I told Nick this. I don't think many dark comedians, you know, dark many dark comedics would make even that joke or that even reference. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. No, plenty of them have made jokes about 9/11. It's because they take very dark moments in history and then make light of it by making jokes. I that I don't even. <laughs> I've, I. I no, I bet you uh, some of them are like, what the fuck, man? I should have wrote that down myself. Yeah. It's like, that down. Was, uh, yeah. I mean, they're made, man. Jesus Christ. It's like, I get it, but damn, that was tone death. Uh, the other one was a, apparently an awkward story about the Coast Guard. A lady, I guess, drove her car into the feeder for Niagara Falls, and the Coast Guard coordinated everything together to try to save her. And then. Uh, we like did a really good job building up the story and getting everybody to this like climax where they were gonna win, and just like, and she died. <laughs> Which, <laughs> they're like, well, and he just stopped. And they said, they said she "Did they save her?" And anymore. they're like, "No, she died." And they're like, the interview. <laughs> I guess one of the players said, "I don't know why he's so awkward or he is the way he is." And the article's commentary was just asking if he was Michael Scott. <laughs> he he might be real life Michael Scott. He, he, he really might be might be a real life Michael Scott. They say I mean, Steve Carell is pretty much like that too, but that yeah, that, that sounds a lot like uh something he'd do. Did we save her? She died. She died. <laughs> I don't think he should be telling stories anymore. It's like a little catch when I tell you a story and it's supposed to end like with something crazy happening. No, no, man, she's dead. Yeah, she died. So what was the she moral of the story? Is the moral is she died. Yeah. Don't don't drive that close to Niagara Falls. Uh, rest, yeah. yeah, rest in peace, whoever that was. Yes, rest in peace. Beer review. Mitchie B picking himself up a touchdown. Deontay. All right. Bailey Zab already has three. Yep. So, Both on uh, two Hunter Henry and, and uh one to Zeke. After what feels like all these years, still kissing titties. Mitchell Trubisky. Indeed. Got him. He he stayed around long enough for the Creed comeback tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how like music's like fashion. At some point. You're gonna make a comeback, and Creed's just at that moment. Oh, never mind. He stayed long enough, like he like he played the villain long enough to become the hero again. 
in his own story. <laughs> it, it was his, it's it was every, his sacrifice. Every narcissist Ooh. dream. He he, he went <laughs> higher. They go they go, <laughs> they go from hero to villain back to hero. All right, Dan, why don't you start? <laughs> By the way, important question because none of us listened to you at all. Apparently, were you, you were late for trivia, right? Or because of trivia? Yeah. So okay. we did, yeah. So Nick, so they got third place last week, and third place gets to pick the the uh, uh, you know their own category. And, and, I I, and I remember this. Minnesota, I so remember wanted, this yeah. now. I remember. Oh, so he now. wanted me to be there for yeah. the Minnesota category. We couldn't. So I was. We we were sitting here for a couple minutes and like, wait, I think Dan said he was going to be late. And Ryan's like, he said that at one point. It could have been three weeks ago. It could have been a month ago. It could have been this week. I don't really remember. And I'm like, like you know, I really don't. You either. sound like my wife. You just don't ever fucking listen to me. And then we we hear we don't listen. listen. I'm like, exactly, oh. exactly. It's because you guys just don't listen to me. I'm like, oh okay. And then we're into. It. You know I'm what like, beer I'm drinking? Uh, Galloping Ghost. <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> I remember things you say in the short term. Uh, that's fair. I just got. I mean, why don't you guys go? You guys probably drink more beer than me. Uh, I just, I just got on this show because you got to catch up wait. on your word count. No, I'll go. It's fine. I had a uh, all of that from uh, Toppling Goliath. It's a Baroque. Oh, out of Iowa. Um, it's a cranberry apple mm. cinnamon lager. So. Very holiday like, which I think is what they're going with. A lot of adjuncts. Cranberries there, That's apples fun. there, cinnamon's there. Is... Drinks a little tart perception of sweetness. I don't know that I necessarily would have called it a lager, but that's fine. I guess because the base beer is a lager, it is what it is. Um, it drinks a little bit more tart than that, though, um, because of the cranberries that are in it. So it's got a little bit of a, almost like a really mild sour honestly but overall it's a good beer it definitely carries the holiday flavor forward which i think is what they're going for um and you know all the flavors are are there it's great if you don't like beer it's great if you don't like beer beer is beer that does not taste yeah, like beer it's beer that doesn't taste like beer <laughs> it tastes like a cocktail nice ryan Man. what is your non-ipa you're drinking tonight I have Griffin Claws, three Scrooges. Whoa, I disappeared. It's a winter ale brewed with honey, orange peel, and spices. But all I really taste is a lot of spices than anything. Yeah, it sounds about right. Like tastes more like cinnamon and everything, and it just burns on the way down. It's okay, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I'll probably bring it to a guy out. Yeah, like I thought it'd be like good because I just saw. Honey and orange peel. I was like, well, I like orange peel. When you and see like spices, you're generally going to get like cardamom, maybe cinnamon. Yeah, this one has ginger. multi one ale with molasses, honey, orange peel, and clove. But it oh, just yeah. tastes very like clove. That's right. Clove is in it's a popular winter spice. Yeah. Very. But I get like that like cinnamon burn. Like it's almost like it having like a fireball. Ooh. But like very light of it. Like I, I could just feel like that burn. I'm just like, oh, I don't like it this. It was honey and what? They, they you call say it lavender? Honey, honey, orange peels, and spices. Orange peel. Orange peel. That's an odd. And, and clove. It's an odd combination. It'll bring winter cheer to any Scrooges that are near. 
and I'm one of those kind of Scrooges, and it didn't bring me cheer. Ryan's very disappointed. Yes, just like I am with Christmas. It is an overrated holiday. Dude, <laughs> tell me about it. Like, I, I like the actual day. Like, people get mad at me, like, oh, you hate, you just hate Christmas. I'm like, they shove it down my throat at the beginning of August. Yes, that's why I hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's still Thanksgiving. I'll say that. No, I love Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is like my favorite holiday, man. I get food, beer, and football all day. You can't get it's can't get much better than that. And then I guess for Christmas you get basketball, which you're fine with. Again, I'm drinking uh triptych galloping ghost. This is a red L uh on their website. They use Centennial Citra Columbus as Simcoe hops, which is Simcoe definitely shines through in this why you get the cattiness. Um seven percent. I had a Again, beer earlier this week. I feel like, yeah, flashbacks. like I feel like they've done difference with this beer. I talked about when I hopped on. It just doesn't feel like it's the same from priors, from years prior. So, not my not my my favorite edition that they've done with this. But uh, this is one of my favorite styles of beers. Is the red ale, especially hoppy red ales or dry hop red ales. Yeah, my my beer is also that does look like a cherry. It's yeah, it does pink. look like it's a cherry cranberry sour. Shit, yeah. That's a yeah. cranberry. It does look like a dark fruit sour. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Wait, we're done with that, right? Yeah, we're done. Great. Perfect. All right. Couple couple things to get into, a couple discussion things. First off, I didn't put this in the news because I wanted to talk about it a little bit more afterwards. Chargers to go to a hot hand approach. Um, apparently there will be competition for running back touches now going forward as Austin Eckler has lost his grip on the unequivocal starter job after a couple down performances. So thoughts on this, who's the speculative ad because of it? Do you think it happens? Do you think this is just coach speak to try to motivate him? How do you read this? Cause that's a, a pretty big piece to become a question mark going into the, you know? Yeah. The end of that. It's uh, I mean, he's flex. He's still gonna like. He still has, you know, receiving upside. Even if the running game, his part of the running game hasn't been very efficient. Yeah, I think they're both. I I think him and Josh Kelly are probably I, for sure. Eckler is a flex option, with probably higher upside in PPR leagues because of the pass catching ability. If the Chargers were a more efficient offense, I'd be more happy to add Josh Kelly, but they're struggling to score points and they're struggling yeah. with, you know, with turn. It's just, it, they're not playing great football. So, I mean, Kelly is not an efficient runner. He's a volume runner. And oh, if yeah. he's going to get all the time, like he's going to get all like the dirty work, then it's just an offense that's not scoring points. You really want a running back that's not going to catch a lot of passes. That's going to, right. That's going to need an offense that's going to be more efficient to score. Yeah, and that's just it. That's what it comes down to. Kelly's got 3.2 yards per attempt on the season. Um, <laughs> and Jeez, his last, bad. he's only actually been over three and a half once since week three. He was better to start the year, if I remember, because he scored touchdowns. He had, a re- he had a really good game to start the score to start the year. Um, had a touchdown week one. Had another good game uh, whenever it was that they played Kansas City back on October 22nd. Uh, other than okay. that, that's been pretty meh. 
Uh, for Eckler, he's only got three games over 100 scrimmage yards this year, um, which I think is the disappointment. He also hasn't been running the ball well. So it's like maybe it's an offensive line problem if none of your backs are running the football well. And with Eckler, I mean, again, it's also how they're using him. He's not an in-between-the-tackles guy much unless you're running draws or you're you know, setting up scenarios unless he's facing light fronts, you know. You're not going to run him up the middle with eight, nine men in the box. That's not his, that's not his game. No. And he, he's always been a better, especially more efficient catcher in open space. It's always it's why he's been so dominant. It's The Chargers offense has been massively mediocre. And as someone pointed out on X, uh, we should all, all be owing Mike McCarthy an apology because apparently it was him all along for the success of Dallas's offense and not Kellen Moore. Not Kellen Moore. Yeah, yeah, I mean, which is I think every single person did not want it to be true, but apparently it is. Apparently it is. So apparently, he's sorry, responsible Mike for McCarthy. a lot of those Green Bay offenses as well. So, yeah, yeah. So, 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 sorry to Mike McCarthy. Because, yeah, so, sorry, Mike McCarthy. You weren't, you know, you you weren't carried by Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you, we all suck. You, you might have actually been We're good. Yeah, Kellen Moore is not not doing so hot, which. Also sucks because I wanted him to do well out of Dallas. So, unless Brandon Staley is really, yeah, well, Staley won't be there next year. I, I, I fully expect him to get fired. I don't think Black so Monday. either. And I really think the Chargers have a line problems that they can be addressed. And somehow their defense yeah. is always mediocre, which oh, is yeah. crazy because they always get you know deemed the best value defensive pick like in every draft. And they always Ever. get hurt at some point. And it's, like, it's just the team's never healthy, I feel like. No, no matter where they go, it's kryptonite for them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And Chris, I don't know if you know what's better live streams out. Who's out? The YouTube live streams out. Oh. No, it's not. What's well, that? Mine says it is. It says, oh, it says it finished. Stream 22 minutes ago. Well, that sucks. I'm not starting that again. So, <laughs> we are the greatest podcast because we've done this so long that we're just like, nah. whatever. Our dedicated yeah. listener base will listen to the full episode at some point. They'll go to Spotify. I mean, look, there's two places to get it I for a like... reason, right? It's not because we have listeners both places. It's so there's a backup when shit ultimately goes wrong. Yeah. It will be one place or the other. Yep. That's okay. It's all good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I like where this is going. It's more important for us <laughs> at this stage. No, we, we ain't starting over. Uh, We're good. No. Well, it's more important I mean, for us at this stage to have the, the podcast audio than it is to have um the YouTube stream. So yep. Well, and plus YouTube's probably looked at us and said, Yeah, you guys have more a uh, face for radio. <laughs> also nah, we don't need these guys on so much <laughs> so anyway um yeah oh, Chargers, sorry. offensive line problem tre- tremendously inefficient so i mean you can pick up josh kelly don't expect a lot out of it don't run out to start him heckler you gotta consider him a flex which sucks given what you probably spent on him yeah i think kelly like in like a pinch right running backs are a lot harder to just kind of make up as for yeah. you know, as for, as for a wide receiver, so Kelly 
does present flex upside because of the expected increase in touches. Um, just had the fucking schedule pulled up. Who do they play? I'm sure. Kansas City. Uh, Denver. So not the greatest of matchups. Denver was more of the uh, funnel defense to begin the year, and the defense has really stepped up lately. Again, you're banking on it. You're just banking on a lot of touches for Josh Kelly and him getting the goal line work, which I don't even think he does. No, that would be more. Um, I think it'd be more of a Gerald Everett type game than anything. Yeah, yeah. You're just hope it's not Quinn Johnson. We know that. So, oh, it is. It, if he catches the fucking ball. Oh man, I feel Trevor, bad for him. Yeah, I mean, he's got a case of the draft. He's a little raw. I, I mean, if he can trade for him now, like, why not trade for him? If, if for dynasty purposes, you might be able to get him cheap. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not lying. Well, with this wide receiver class coming up, it's supposed to be. Deemed that's all that's coming. It's yeah, because yeah. running backs are all going back to school. <laughs> yeah, I'm like oh, looking at the running back class like, can be fucking brutal in 24. Yeah, right. there's like four draftable running backs. Fucking Henderson. Nope. One only few backs we're excited for is going back to Ohio State. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, Dude, these NIL deals are kind of like screwing up. Yeah, the NIL. No, it's not the NFL. It's the NIL deals are. Well, how's it not? Be because He's there's no be offered a lot. Yeah. Yeah. How's it not the NFL though, right? How are they not adjusting to make themselves the more lucrative option? And especially for running backs, given the fact that there's no longevity there, you got to make your money where you're going to make your money, right? The NFL is blackballing yeah, them on their actually, second deal. So he's not a first round pick. Like, yeah, it makes sense, right? If running backs aren't yeah. like, like if you're not being talked about as a first round pick and running back, you're only looking be. at. Yeah, and, and we know just based in most teams now use data you know, mm-hmm. based on the fact that running backs just don't provide wins the way that other positions do. So they're just the least value class. And it's he's not a projected first round pick. I don't think anybody would. He's a day two pick for sure if he would have declared, but he, he also saw tests well in the combine and everything else. So it's, yeah, you're probably right. The fact that the rumored offer. And by rumored, I mean I, I don't know how much this to be true. Is you know between five and six million to stay. Yeah, wants with a championship probably. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Why not? I get and it. Why not? And why not why, get your degree? Yeah, yeah. It's like screw it. I might as well get my degree yeah. and be done. Right, because yeah, that's a good guy. Yeah, because again, the NFL is not paying them. So you know, get your money if you got money in college. Get it in college as long as you can. Get to the NFL as long as you can, and just play the longevity game. Doesn't matter where you're getting paid to play football, just get paid to play football as long as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And this will be more of the of the rare cases. I don't even think running backs get a lot of NIL deals in general, which again just stems forth. Oh the no, they do. They do. Do they who else? Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like Blake Corham's got a big one that he he spent well, a lot of it. Again, we're looking at big name top, you know, top end guys, sure. Yeah, but he's not even like a first round pick. Like I didn't even look at it as like maybe there, more. There of is a no late first round pick. There is no first round pick in this draft class. In rookie drafts, it's a different story, but NFL draft, there's no first round picks. Well, there you was know. first round picks in the rookie draft. I don't know that there is anymore. Because <laughs> Blake would have been, because it'd have been, he'd have been a day two, too. He's got a versatile skill set. Yeah, I, mean, I got to look at like this whole, because I started looking at this 24 class and it pisses me off because I do this every year where I get like this whole like rookie mock draft going to my head and then I start putting it on paper and then these players like, yeah, I'm coming back. I'm like, fuck. 
That's why I don't do anything with rookies other than work up stats until after declarations are done. That's no fun. Because <laughs> you got to be first to everything. Exactly. Well, yeah, that's why yeah, Debbie that's, guys that's exist. Right. You got to exist first to everything instead of, yeah, I'm not doing that just to not have to. I'm not working up a player just to not end up not having any use for that information, especially this year. Yeah. It's like every fantasy information. It's like, I got to be the first one to get it out there. So go pick this player up now. It's way better not caring. Trust me. It's beautiful. Um. All right. Brock Purdy. 49ers calling for uh, 49ers fans. Say Brock MVP. Purdy should be MVP. Um, so let's discuss. No, you're shaking your head. Why I... not? Stats, sure, but is well, he is he even the MVP on his team? Over, uh, you can argue McCaffrey is just as important as anybody else on that CMC. team. I mean, he's got good numbers. That's pretty, that's... is yeah, like it. I think Dak's playing probably at a better level than Purdy. Just by uh, case, but let's see. I think Purdy is now the front runner. I think Dak and Hurts are tied for second in odds. I'd give it to I'm, Purdy. I'm, I'm I, hoping I love this year. I, I'm hoping this year it's not a quarterback. All right, let's see. Purdy is not even underdog at this point. I I hate the Purdy discourse talk. Now it just drives me fucking nuts. Um, both twelve games. Purdy's got completion percent by a tenth of a point. Dak has pass yards by 100. Purdy's got yards per attempt. Thank you, Debo. Dak has yards per game by four. Dak has three more touchdowns, same number of picks. Purdy's got a better quarterback rating. I mean, you could make an argument either way. Dak's got the rushing stats. I mean, it's probably tilted towards Dak, but it's not as far apart as you'd think. I think San Francisco would be better if both these teams lost their starting quarterbacks. Dallas would be in a worse shape than, than Brock. I, I hate that argument because you can make that about a lot of things. Maybe the argument for Minnesota at this point because Cousins was on an MVP pace before he got hurt. But Hurts shouldn't be as high as he is. I think after this game, I think the Hurts talks and it's going to quiet down. I'm not saying that Pac, I'm not saying that pretty shouldn't be patient. I just don't think he should be. I don't think a quarterback should get it this year, to be honest. But I give it to Tyreek if he breaks. Tyreek, I gave it to Tyreek yeah. if you break. He, he's on pace to break the wide receiving receiving record. CMC is on pace to break the touchdown record. Yeah. And I think it's hard to say if McCaffrey's more valuable to the Niners than Purdy is, but <laughs> it's like he has the best collection of yak, you know, of yak playmakers. Plus, he has yeah, arguably he the greatest, the greatest all all purpose running back. Since Marshall Falk, Prime Falk, Prime uh, Curtis Martin, like, yeah, Purdy deserves time. his praise because he's doing exactly what the fuck he's supposed to do. He's doing exactly like it's not his fault. His team is that stacked. He's just doing no. what he's supposed to do. It's just yeah, he's playing well. I will Fine. give him that. And they they just dominated the best team in the NFC. You know, up to that point in the Eagles. Yeah. So, and Tyreek uh, has not given you a dud game. A whole year. No, his dud game is like 80 yards. You're like, oh, man, he almost was, got 100. Uh. His, his dud <laughs> game was uh, three for 58. Yeah. 
which not great, but you know, wide receiver three, next four closest was eight, yeah, next closest was eight for 62 on 10 targets. Yeah, like, it's uh, he's had touchdowns in every week, but two. I basically, I, I, I hate that the MVP is basically who's the best quarterback. Yeah, because that's, that's, that. that's why it's, it's what I hate. I mean, it makes the sense because they're the most they're the most valued position on their team. But I, like, I, 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 I want to see Tyreek. I hate saying Tyreek Hill, but I, I kind of want to see a non non quarterback winning, and I think it should go to him. Between him and McCaffrey, I think it goes to him. But McCaffrey's pretty close because he's been utterly dominant too. Outside of a couple, like his efficiency, people were like, I saw someone quote like he's. Lowering, he, like he's averaging a low yards per carry. Like, who the fuck cares? Yards per carry is such a hell of really? stat at this point. But he's like, he is. He's got 17 total touchdowns. Yeah. Like, he's a massive conductor. Yeah. Like, he's a massive conductor of that, of, of like, his of yards that per attempt goes. is, his yards per attempt is 4.9. Yeah. It's almost like, well, he had, he had three yards per carry against the Vikings. I'm like, have you seen the Vikings see if it's improved? Uh, you got to be careful. And his yards per touch would be what I would look at even more. And yards per touch is even an empty stat. Like he had three yards per carry. Caffrey's so good. It wasn't even the Vikings. He had three yards per carry against Cleveland. Yeah, <laughs> the best defense. His defense at was that on time, a especially pace. Like, they were on an historic pace at yeah. that time to start the year. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he they faced Indy. <laughs> three. Oh, sorry. It was three against Minnesota. Three point nine against Cleveland. Two point seven against Dallas. He had a bad three week stretch running the football. And Niners beat the shit out of Dallas. Yeah, I'm not saying that Purdy shouldn't be in the conversation. He absolutely should. Stats do matter when it comes to the MVP conversation, especially at quarterback, because they talk about it constantly. Mm-hmm. And I think Hurst is only up there because of the tush push. But he's got what? He's got a shit ton of rushing touchdowns, but like 90% of them are, are from the one. It's like Jamal Williams, but you know, but he plays quarterback. We'll yeah, see how that works next year when they remove not- it. It's. <laughs> I don't think it's that big of a deal if they remove it. Fine, you just can't push the quarterback forward. He's still two forty, six three, two thirty, two twenty five. He's still a big fucking quarterback. Like he's still going to get his rushing touchdowns. Like Cam Newton is still able to score a lot of touchdowns. Jason Kelsey said this camp. week, just fine. Like remove it. I'm tired of talking about it. We were yeah. a good team yeah. before the push. I don't think it matters to us that much. <laughs> it's such a stupid thing that people are so mad about. They're going to like make up some injury to get a, you know, remove. It's fine. If you can't stop it, that's your own fucking problem. Maybe don't let him drive down the one yard line. Sorry. Like your defense isn't doing his job then. Right. All right. Next item Jordan Love. Were we all wrong? What the hell? It feels like this year is up and down. Like his stats are similar to Patrick Mahomes right now. I think. I owe another apology to Matt Lafleur. I just can't like he like he goes through bad like he goes through these stretches and maybe I'm just concocting it in my head. So I'll pull up Jordan Love, but it's just like I am. I'm pulling Jordan Love up because I want to compare okay. him. Mahomes is having a down year, but again, we can talk about Kansas City and their they're going the Rodgers route with um, Mahomes. They, right. I think Aaron, they feel like I'm sorry. Go ahead. What that love? What that will. It's okay. Aaron Rodgers, first year starting, completion percentage, 63.6. Love is 61.3 yards uh, per game. Well, let's do yards per game because I don't have full seasons yet. 
uh 238.8 rogers was 252.4 so i mean yeah it could be worse i don't uh 5.6 touchdown rate for love to 5.2 for rogers 2.4 interception rate uh to 2.5 so i mean love is he's been he's been he's been good he's lately stopped. too that's he's, the thing like yeah. Yeah, the like yeah four weeks he's been really good but like you get stretches you know you get the, week three to week eight through picking every single game at least one he had four he had five total touchdowns compared to eight interceptions his last five games besides the game against pittsburgh against on a pick like you're right hopper his last three games have been dominant it's been very good. No picks. He's got eight touchdowns, but he go. It's like just from weeks three through eight, he had, he had five to eight. He had five touchdowns, eight picks, and I think they lost most of those games. So he's thrown a touchdown, throw a touchdown in eleven or twelve games. Yeah. Is, is there any credence to the fact that you know this is a, a first year starter as well? So like a lot of other yeah. first year players. Yeah. I mean. Sometimes it just takes them a little bit to to get it. Um, the last three games are what's really encouraging, which is why I think the conversation needs to be had. If the, if the trend continues to end a year and he's playing this efficient, then yeah, you got to like, where we Ron? I, I think majority of people that scouted Josh Love and now it's where out there, Josh Jordan, Jordan Love or is not at Love. this point. Yeah, most of us would have been Ron because most of us read him out. He was terrible with Nevada. He had one decent year with mirrored in between two bad years. And high interceptions still, too. Yeah, he still has a look like he still throws. He's top ten and I just had to pull up. He's top ten in danger plays. He, like mm-hmm. he doesn't get pressured a whole lot. Like team teams are gonna have more film on him for next year. Yeah. That's also true. Like we're gonna see <laughs> like he's played good enough to get picked up for his fifth year. He's played good enough for Green Bay. Probably doesn't have to look at quarterback this year. Makes the most sense. Probably should invest into wide receivers again because they've got. Well, some Green Bay didn't pick up his fifth year. They, uh, I, I bet they don't have good ones. Yeah. But well, I wasn't saying more they, money. I wasn't saying that their wide receivers were bad. I'm saying they're young and coming along nice too. I mean, they missed a bit on on the whole Dobbs and Valdez Scantling stuff, but Dontavian Wicks and Jaden Reed are having nice rookie seasons, and Malik Heath looked the part. Last week, and Christian Watson, when he's been on the field, has been relatively solid. So, unfortunately, it's not like they don't have nice, nice pieces because they have four or five like nice pieces that you know very easily could be wide receiver two, wide receiver threes, or if Watson continues to break out, even once. So, and Rodgers, by the way, had a pick in seven straight games his first full season starting. Well, that was also 2008. Like we're, you know, 15 years in between leagues, a little different. Rules are different. Sure. At that point, too. I wouldn't look at that so much, but he's playing infinitely better than I thought he'd be playing. Yeah. Um, He still has issues with his efficiency. Like that's definitely true. You know, top 10, you know, in top 10 in danger plays, top 10 interceptable passes outside of being a top five guy in in areas and money, top 10 in money throws. He's he's on. Dare I say, because his comparison was this point a lot. He's on a Josh Allen type of trajectory 
outside of the rushing production isn't there because he doesn't need he's not being asked to. Yeah. Um, but in terms of becoming a more efficient passer, because remember everyone knows Josh Allen was a horrifically efficient, inefficient quarterback his first two seasons as a starter, his first two years in the league. Love at least has had that three years to sit behind Rodgers and learn and adapt. So he's coming in with a little more knowledge than what a rookie would come in with. But you're seeing the ups and downs, and we're just we're at a point where if you're a Packer fan, you're hoping that what you've seen the last three weeks is, is who he is, and and that trend continues. And I, I it's more so when I say receiver, I, just, well, I hope Green Bay really invests truly invest into receivers like they did with Rodgers. That's why I brought up the Mahomes thing because I think Kansas City's almost going that route with Mahomes at this point. Like he's so good that he'll make any receiver good and that isn't the case. Yeah. They got Rashid Rice there. So you know he's making him better. <laughs> yeah. He's coming around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're trying to find their, you know, their Jordy Nelsons and their Greg Jennings and their drivers was before Rogers too, but like the Randall Cobbs and stuff of the world. No, and yeah. like I said, they've got some nice pieces coming around that look to be coming around or that have established some value. And you know, Devontae Adams more so, wasn't yeah. This is more so about Kansas City than about about Green well, Bay. Green Bay definitely had some well some Kansas, pieces for sure. Like Kansas City has worse yeah, is worse off there. Yeah. I mean Rashi Rice I, yeah. is is decent, but and he's having an equally nice rookie year, but beyond that, yeah, yeah, they've been struggling. It's like MVS has got to be gone, right? He, I've not seen anybody have as many chances to make big time splash plays as he has and just bumble them. Did the bed? It's yeah. been bad. Yeah, it, it's got to. I mean, we all love Justin Watson, but when he's your number two, it's a problem. Or, what like when it comes to production recently, it's a massive problem. And again, this is KC, the woes yeah. of KC's offense is based around the fact that they're missing a younger, more dynamic receiver like a Tyree Kill. Well, you know, Kelsey's thirty five years old, and he's you know Kelsey's yeah. aging. It's the, like he's on the verge of retirement. Yeah, the good news about. What Kansas City with Rashi Rice doing what he's doing is Kansas City can actually go get one of the best deep ball guys in the draft and be in consider an improvement because that's the part of the game where that's been at least two wins for him this year where Valdez Scantling failing to haul in or track a ball deep has been the difference. If yeah. not three. Guys that can create so, some separation that have good, you know, yak ability that can really yeah. help. Because in a pass like that, which they don't really have right now. Yeah, they don't got to go get the best receiver in the draft. They just need to get somebody that can can stretch the field and track deep and and you know develop into that. Because yeah, they got the athleticism in MVS, but not the hands, not the tracking ability. Yeah, it's like watching John Ross or Quentin Johnston. Well, that's what the Chiefs can spend all their draft picks on is wide receivers and hope that one of them is really yeah. good. They were like, we're going to take Sky Moore over George Pickens. Maybe they can go get Jalen Hyatt cheap. <laughs> well, this is a good, this is supposedly a really good wide receiver class coming in with, with yeah. great role, with great players that can fit very specific wide receiver roles too. So we'll see. As long as Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. comes out. I, I don't believe that rumor. I think that dude is just full of shit. 
Oh yeah, more than likely. I mean, come on, he's a top five pick. Easily. That guy, I, I don't coming think. out. Is wide receiver is a completely different ball game than running back. If you're a wide receiver you're, that's projected to go early in the first round, you are coming out right now. Oh he yeah, is, uh, a generational top, talent, like he's, a true he's, generational. He yeah. is. He's Shamar Chase. He's gonna go top ten easily. Like better prospect than Drake than the Drake Londons and shit of the world that went top ten. Like he's on the Chase level for by all accounts and should be probably potentially a top five guy. Please well, even watch draft folds. And then watching what Marvin <laughs> Harris Jr. did like two weeks ago against Michigan. I mean, he was getting it open and he was maneuvering. He was trying his best. So he did really good. I think he had like three receptions for 85 he's, yards. He's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you got a very solid class. So hopefully they go. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, games on by this week, Cardinals and commanders, um, looking at the rundown, uh, uh, actually I'm not doing that right now. I got to go back to the actual schedule for this week. My bad guys. That's okay. All good. Um, yeah. So games to target this week. I don't mind the Colts Bengals game as far as quarterback matchups go. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Lions Bears has the potential to be good with uh, Justin Fields playing this time. Uh, for fantasy purposes, Niners Seahawks should be decent in that regard. Um, yeah, Bills Chiefs obviously, Eagles Cowboys. Bills Chiefs gonna be huge. Bills Chiefs Eagles Cowboys are gonna. We be got some good games. We got good some games. good, not not like Uncle's Chargers games. That and, that's gonna be a good one. Like I'm not lying. Like I'm not trying to be smart. Like Broncos Chargers. Yeah, that's that's sneaky good. That has like that has the potential to go like twenty total points scored or like sixty. Yeah, <laughs> like it's and, it's one of those games where it's like it could literally go in very many directions. Both Dolphins are just gonna run things up on the Titans too. Your Packers against your Giants also good pulls. Two Monday night games. Why? Yes. Yeah. Because that's what the NFL wants to do. At the same fucking time. Yeah. Exact same time. Like what? Like who? No, not an hour off on, who fucking signed off on this like last year was it last year they did one at like 70 on one at 8 8 30 the first two weeks this season they did that they had them at like they had the kickoffs at like at halftime of of, of the first yeah game. okay that's what i thought all right this is at the same time like this just feels well you like, can just pick and choose do you really want to pack or dolphins titans yeah but yeah well you don't want your audience split like that's what, just like uh, that's well just, that's so dumb was this a split screen well, was this a scheduling thing? Because the Jets and the Titans both are at home. Or the Jets and the Giants are both home games this week. Well, then... I wonder... Why couldn't... They Miami couldn't just be uh, like a 3 o'clock? Yeah. 3 I o'clock. Mean, like, you can just move Tennessee-Miami, you know, to a different... You know, to... Honestly, neither one of these are going to be good. I don't know how you don't look at the... How do the Bills and Chiefs <laughs> are all 325? <laughs> You don't think Green Bay, New York is gonna be it's gonna shoot out Tommy shootout. DeVito. Tommy DeVito versus Jordan Love. How did the DeVito Bills, Love? How did the Bills and Chiefs draw 325 on Sunday when these two games ended up on Monday nights? I don't think you can flex in the Monday. I think the flex is just Sunday. You only. can. No, they just changed the rules this year. They already flexed a game on oh, Monday. That's okay. why Patriots and the Let's flex both of these games out of this shit. Right. Yeah, please. You said the Jets are at home, so you're right. So the Jets Giants have to play on different days. Yeah. 
So the Giants have to stay there. Yeah, they actually did flex uh, Eagle Seahawks into Monday Night Football. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. It can only be used Eagles twice. Eagles-Cowboys though. would have been a better game than Bills-Chiefs, the way that the Bills have been playing lately. But the Bills tend to step up against the good teams. Eagles and Cowboys is already the Sunday Nighter, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you can't really move. Like, Chiefs, uh, you know, Chiefs-Bills is probably at, at his best and most prime mm. time slot. Well, and they could only move because things. They have Dallas and yeah, twice. They can only move two games, so maybe they're hoping later in the year they'll have another thing that they have to I to move. And I just want to burn that on two this, Monday night games. Just move, like move the Lions and Bears to Monday night. I'd be fine with that. I, just why have two Monday night games at no. the same time? It just you it just doesn't. It just seems like Broncos, a poor business decision. Broncos Chargers would have been fine as one three twenty five game. You could have made Vikings four twenty five. 325. We're well, in real time. So that's in here. Vegas. That makes sense because you have the specific specific yeah. time zone teams. Chargers are home late. and Seahawks 49ers are home, but the 325 slots are normally there. You know, they're well, like their prime time three o'clock. Yeah, they're prime yeah. three o'clock spots versus the 305 games. So, I mean, you can move Bills and Chiefs out. You put, I don't know, Rams and Ravens maybe into a 305 slot. Seahawks Niners into a 325 slot and then I don't know. There's a lot I of just, ways to avoid that. I would have just moved Miami Tennessee to noon. Like you, you, there's no problem having a bunch of new games where they make a lot of their money. No, no, there's not. They could have just moved Miami Tennessee to noon. Yeah, like it's fine. Like again, it's like about gripe is the fact that they have two games literally at the same on Monday night at the same time, where that's the largest audience to be drawn in by. Yeah. Even though these, you know, both these games should not be particularly good games in terms of outcomes, no. probably. No, they shouldn't be. They're going to be especially serious. if Derrick Henry doesn't play because he's hurt. I know he's hurt, and the yeah. Giants have been dog shit. And yep, Green Bay's been good lately. Uh, QB matchup highlight this week. Tell me your favorite. Tell me your ugliest. Zappy versus Trubisky, which is happening right now. That's been pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it it's an ugly good. He just threw a pick, but he's got three touchdowns. It's, it's yeah, he's got three touchdowns. The game's the, the game's already gone over its game total in the first half. It's not been like bad touchdowns where they're like you know short you know short field touchdowns. They've been you no know, decent drives. Definitely not the worst one. Uh, Bryce Young versus potentially Jameis Winston. That. Oh man, I feel bad for Bryce. He's just it's getting us secondhand backfire from you know from the the whole Panthers situation being a complete fucking shit show. Yeah, Mitchell uh, Browning. I can't wait. I'm excited to see. I can't Jameis, wait for Mitchell Browning. That one's gonna be Mitchell Browning's gonna be Seamus. It's gonna be dude. Fun. Seriously, exactly. I think it's just be like it's like it'd be a battle of like Washington State versus. Uh, well, that'd be Washington, Washington State, because uh, Brown yeah. was Washington. Yep. And then uh, Dobbs yeah. versus O'Connell. Dobbs, Dobbs versus Aiden O'Connell. Dobbs versus AOC and Bethard CJ Bethard versus uh, Joe Flacco potentially. Oh, that's right, Bethard versus Flacco. Oh, baby, Flacco for Flacco time. That one's going to be bad. Oh. I I only did this so I can 
save these quarterback <laughs> matchups to the spank bank because these are all right up my alley. <laughs> I love Hopper's it. like Ooh. mediocre cor- mediocre white quarterbacks going after each other. Let's go. I love mediocre. Well, and Jameis Winston and Bryce Young. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. I said, what I said. <laughs> that those... one might be that that one could be entertaining if if they fucking let Bryce fucking like jump over the line and throw the ball. Do something. <laughs> I'm here for Minchie Browning and Bethard Flacco. Hey, Browning played uh <laughs> he played Min- right last week. Minchie Browning's legitimately gonna be flawed. Browning had that one dominant yeah. year with Washington, and then people are like, he's undersized, not very good, but hey, he's got good weapons and he wasn't terrible. He, no, he, he got it. His second game as his first game as a full starter, or his second game as a starter, went pretty well. Wasn't he the quarterback season. that made Dante Pettis look good? It was. He may have been the starter his final year. Josh Ross, John, Josh Ross, Josh, John Ross's final year. No. I don't remember. He it, it was his junior year when he blew the fuck up. Jake Browning. I think that was with Dante Pettis. I'm gonna look. I think you're right. He came out in 2018. Dominant year would have been 17, which would have been wait, no. 2016. His sophomore season was his big year. Which would have been the John Ross year. 15 right? through eight. Well, let me look. I'm sorry, you're right. It, it, it was Pettis. It was Pettis. Yeah. 16, right. 17. It was Pettis. Yeah, you're right. 18 and yeah, his dominant was year there. was 2016. Yeah, it was John Ross or it's Dante Pettis. Hey, if you ever pick a Dante Pettis category for trivia, you just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Sample on that same team. Well, Drew this, Sample. This, this, yeah, no, John Ross. So his huge year had both Ross and Ross. You know, Ross. And Ross, I knew it. I, I see. I knew it. I knew it. I knew we were it. both yeah. right because that was his big final. Pettis had 15 touchdowns, right. and Ross had 17, and they both had over 800 yards. Ross had 1100. Pettis had 822. They were both good. Um, Ross only 14.2 in yards per catch too, so it wasn't just a primary deep threat. I forgot John Miles Ross. Gaskin. What happened? There. Miles Gaskin was there. Also. Yep, he was seventh round pick. Miles Gaskin led the team in scrimmage yards. And Dante, I mean, that's Pettis, not surprising. 761 and 7 the next year. I guess had some he's had some chances. Yeah, Gaskin. It's just uh Gaskin was what the hell's nice. happening in this game? I, I think this game became drunk. It probably did. This this uh has not been a good second half. There's been no points scored in the second half so far. No, that's how the game was supposed Pittsburgh. to be in the first half, too. And Pittsburgh just had a block punt. After uh, uh if, Failing to convert on fourth down when they were on offense. Right. So what we learned this episode, the uh, Washington Huskies were pretty good. The uh, yeah, they're good now too. Yeah, they're good now, and they were they were pretty fun then too with some future NFL talent hanging around. Um, Minchu Browning is going to be a fun match, and Bethard Flacco is a wet dream. Hopper <laughs> sweat dream. Bethard versus Flacco. <laughs> if only the only thing missing truly oh, is a not Mike the Bortles. real one. If I could get Bortles the wet dream and... would be Blake the Bortles versus Drew Locke. Yeah, 
Exactly that. That would be your true wet dream. Bortles comes back. What if we just did three-way football led by Bortles, Locke, and Zach Wilson? Oh, <laughs> that'd be Bring Hopper's dream. That'd be Hopper's dream quarterback. We'll just do a Hopper tournament. And why couldn't Bortles? We'll why Bortles come back and play for the Jets? We'll do Locke versus Wilson on one side of the bracket. Jameis versus Bortles on the other side. Two v two. They just keep underthrowing or overthrowing each other. This doesn't make any sense. None of these targets are on. None of these passes are on target. <laughs> There's interceptions everywhere, though. That, Maybe great. it's not that I like mediocre white quarterbacks. Maybe that's that I like interceptions and in big plays. <laughs> you just like the uncomfortable dad swag that they have. How did I not and, like? And then, how did I not like Brett Favre? Get the fucking attitude, man. Fuck it, just throw it. I, I, I. I liked I love Favre until everything came out, but I, I I never really hated Brett Favre until recent, but it's just more so. And and like his big fuck you to Green Bay just felt so fucking glorious. If, if I mean, if he would have won a Super Bowl with the Vikings in 09, not, not, not only did he get a Super Bowl, but the, the biggest, you know, middle finger to you know to green bay would have just been even more glorious because because he wanted to join minnesota the year before and they wouldn't trade him all right well on that note we've yeah. gone into my favorite mediocre quarterbacks i think it's time to end the episode there we go all right thank you guys for tuning in talk to you next week okay bye bye See ya. love you bye Love you, bye. I have no idea why I put the outro graphic up. We haven't been on YouTube in 45 minutes. <laughs> Professionals. You're so good at this. How do I stop this thing? <laughs>